Thanks for tuning in to Light the Fuse on Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, brother! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, another episode of Light the Fuse. And right now we are talking about Full Gear, this pay-per-view that just happened. What a fucking show this was. Holy crap. Unbelievable. Um, I'm joined by Charlie Widman back again. How are you tonight, sir? How did you like this show? I thought overall it was kind of... Like, was. Very up and down. There's a lot of matches I liked, um, but a lot of time I think after the Miro, uh, like uh, Miro uh, Daniel Bryanson match, how everybody kept saying, "Oh, if Miro wins, it's a lock for uh, for a Hangman to win, and if uh, Daniel Bryanson wins, it's it's most likely going to be Kenny." Which was like, I did not want that. I wanted Tony to give us that, so I was kind of. A little stressed because I was uh, stressed until that match came up. But I thought overall it was a decent pay-per-view. There was a lot of ones that had weird endings. Yeah, I thought that way too. Initial thoughts on it. I thought the show overall was really, really good. I might have liked it a little bit more than you. But I do agree that there were a couple weird finishes uh, at, at certain points. So we can kind of get in and talk to talk about it here. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really, I thought that, you know, if all else, we got a really satisfying ending to the show and something that we've been building towards for, uh, for a while now. So, About two years. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, um, we'll kind of go through, uh, uh, match by match here and give our overall thoughts on everything. Uh, we kicked off with, uh, the buy-in, uh, which had a brief Dante Martin segment at the beginning. Um, and then he's interrupted by the acclaimed. So everybody's kind of trying to recruit. Dante away from Leo Rush here, um, which is kind of interesting. I think he's still going to stick with Leo for now until his tag team partner gets back. Um, but overall, this is a fun way to kick off the show. Uh, and then as we led into the actual first match of the night, which was Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose taking on Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. And this kind of went as I figured it would um, with Shida getting the win uh, at, at the end uh, and actually pinned... Um, uh, Ro- uh, Nyla Rose, I think, right here. So uh, that that was kind of interesting. I thought maybe Jamie Hayter was going to take the pin, but I thought this was a fun opener. You know, not nothing to write home about, but I thought it was it was better than the women's tag match we had on uh, on Dynamite. So good stuff overall here. Uh, any any thoughts on the pre-show, Charlie? Not really. I mean, seeing Dante Martin do that uh, from the mat to the tightrope to the flip that he did. I mean, is this like, I mean, and I was glad that Tony Khan got him out there before the buy-in because it's, it's his hometown. So I thought that was really cool. Um, um, and then, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. And then um, the buy-in was the buy-in. I mean, I've seen some better buy-ins. I mean, it, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention. I was just ready for the actual paper. 
Yeah, I hear that. Um, but we did kick off. Th- we kicked things off um, with. Uh, oh well, actually, well, I will cl- quickly mention that we had uh, the tease of who Orange Cassidy's partner was going to mm-hmm. be. They announced this tag match for Wednesday: Butcher and Blade against Orange Cassidy and a partner of his choosing. And he goes on to say that this is uh, he's going to get one of his dogs from Chaos or the new group that we joined, which of course is the obvious uh, choice, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, which we did get later on uh, announced officially. So that's pretty fun. For any of us that are New Japan fans, uh, super hyped to see Ishii and AEW, something we've been wanting to see for a while. There's actually a New Japan show going on right now. He's facing Jay White for the Never Openweight title. And the stipulation is that if he loses, he'll never be able to challenge for that uh, again. So um, I'm pretty sure that he will be winning. And I think Ishii will co- maybe come out with the, the Never Openweight title on Dynamite. That'd be sort of interesting to see. But really hyped to see Ishii in, in AEW for sure. Uh, but we did kick off the show proper uh, with MJF taking on Darby Allen, And uh, kind of a weird intro with like a new black and white video. Uh, and he crashes this car that says loser on it and it burns it, uh, which is which was kind of funny. Uh, and then, man, these came, these guys came out totally swinging here. Uh, hell of a hell of a way to kick off the show. This match was fucking awesome. Uh, I got I gotta say there was some really really good stuff here. Uh, and then you know of the the story of this match was um, MJF selling his knee, which he, he gave a, a sort of a backdrop to to Darby at one point, and it looked like he really fucked up his knee. And that was the story of the match uh, as we kind of went through. But um, of course the the usual. Uh, MJF shenanigans at the end where uh, he's sort of trying to get Darby to use the skateboard to get the DQ um, but as as the ref is being distracted uh, getting rid of the skateboard he get, gets the diamond ring and he hits uh, Darby Allen with the diamond ring and then hides it very quickly um, so yeah uh, it was um, a really really great way to, to kick off the show and uh, yeah I thought this match was just Awesome. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, uh, Charlie? Yeah, I agree. I thought it was right. I think the symbolism of that video Darby did, it was, I think he's trying to like, replicate, like, not to, like, the exact degree of how he lost his grandfather early on, that the whole idea about the grandfather dying in a car crash, and he was in the car, and that's the whole, that's what he was doing in the beginning. So there's a lot of symbolism. I think he was, like, trying to, like, referencing that or whatever. I think that that was the, the main purpose of that. Um, I thought the match was great. Like, a lot of that, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of tired of MJF using that damn diamond ring to win all his matches. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. He, it's just that, I mean, I, I, I was saying, but I, I get you. He would have used salt of the earth or whatever, or just another move, or, like, him replicate Darby's move or whatever. I don't know. It's just. No, man, I, it was the, head, the headlock. Don't you ever be smart MJF ever again. <laughs> That dude right there is one of the reasons why people should be watching wrestling. Like like Dagan said earlier, the dude was selling the knee the whole time. He sold it so well, I thought it was a real injury. I thought he messed it up doing the backbreaker. It was like a perfect setup for something like that. He went on for a while with that going on. And it was also the perfect ending where he was like, he doesn't matter. Or, or he doesn't care is what I should say, how he gets a victory. It's all about the victories. And he doesn't care if he loses because the other guy gets disqualified. Like, I love the whole moment where he gets the skateboard and instead of, like, trying to use it, he rolls it over to the guy and says, hit me 
with the referee standing right there. We all know the obvious consequences of that. If Darby were to hit him, he would win the match. You don't think MJF would just brag about how he beat Darby, even though it was a disqualification. So it was like a perfect setup with that kind of stuff. Uh, unfortunately, I can't be here this whole time. Uh, kind of like you just said, I'm doing like a run. Good to see you too, Justin. I'm going to give my thoughts uh, a little bit about this thing because I obviously I think this show was like I think this show was a great show. I think this was like a perfect like old school storytelling match to start off the thing, and then you have what happened at the very end. Uh, It's going to be talked about another match in AEW that's going to be talked about for match of the year. I think with this Mm. Hamman Page and and Omega uh, match that was super awesome. Uh, like Charlie said, like I wasn't even involved in the whole two years because like it's, like I told Dave when we first started doing the show, I just recently got back into watching wrestling because of AEW and because I was like, oh, man, there's hope that there's actually like good storytelling along with the wrestling and having good wrestling. And with that being said, uh, yeah, like what they did today, they bookended it perfect. I, I do think that's one of the best things that AEW does so far is like they put this super good match in the very beginning that gets you hyped up for the rest of the event. And you usually get a super hyped up and really good match at the very end. And I think that this one right here uh, set up that, right? Like, and this throughout the whole show, look, I, I needed to pee. I'm an old man. And, I, like, and it was <laughs> it's like, really watching, long. it's it like really watching long. a great movie. It's like watching a great movie that yeah. you don't want to like get out of your seat in the theater and go pee because you're afraid you're going to miss something amazing or awesome. Mm. This is what this pay-per-view was. Like even the women's match with uh DMD, I that's was a little what, worried that's about That's what Cody's, uh, Cody's entrance is for. That was my, my secret. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but like the, the, even the women's match in this for the championship, like I was a little worried that maybe this would be the weakest thing in the thing, but I don't think so. I think the weakest thing was probably the street fight, but at least the street fight had funny parts in it. So like you've had all these really serious matches and then you get that match that had some of the funny moments involved because the old dumbass being out there with his uh, jumpsuit on, like running around. And like I told you, Dagan, <laughs> like uh, what was it, like a week ago or so, like it's just perfect to have that dude in there because whatever you do, it doesn't matter if it's just a regular punch. People were going to cheer their asses off because right. they hate that guy so much. So like even that was like pretty entertaining, even though I thought that was probably the weakest thing on the show tonight. But everything else, like the the Danielson – Miro match, the, the oh, yeah. first match with Darby, uh, the Kenny Omega match, like I was just talking about with Hangman Page, like all these matches beyond that, like the CM Punk and Kingston match, I think is going to be underrated on this pay-per-view because I'm going to tell you, that was a very short buildup. We talked about long-term booking and how great this Adam Hangman Page, like, because like Charlie said, like almost two years in the making, that's how long this story got told from the very beginning of the concepts of AEW all the way to this pay-per-view. You had a running story about Hangman and Omega and their relationship and how it fell apart and all this other stuff that happened during that time. Well, also, I got to give them props for a little bit of short-term booking. Nobody knew about this match sure. until like maybe a week or two ago. Yeah, two weeks but ago. These two guys went at it, especially like in their promo in the middle of the ring to where and the way they both came out during the match. Kingston came out, just walked straight to the ring, didn't even let his stuff get through and was already like motioning for home dude to come out. CM Punk didn't stop and kneel at the very beginning and do his whole clobbering time thing. Like he like walked straight to the ring. I literally like, oh man, these dudes, I, I started thinking beyond disbelief that these two dudes really hated each other. Like just hated them. Like this, oh man, they really wanted to go at each other. Like they had this long time feud that we didn't know about that's been lingering for years. 
And they really made you feel that way with the style that they fought in this match. They fought a match that looked very real, very still, very like, oh, my God, they're really trying to see if they can hurt each other. And I love the, like, Kingston opening to the match when he does, like, the spinning uh, backhand that, like, looks like it knocks CM Punk on his ass for real. Like, didn't even look fake at all, period. Looked like a real, like, cheap shot. I was like, oh, shit. Kingston really didn't like this guy. He just, like, shoot, just, you know, shot on him right there in the middle of the ring in the middle of the (laughs) AEW pay-per-view because it looked realistic. It looked like he really, like, got it. And just how he celebrated about that by getting that shot in. And he lived up to his thing. <clears throat> and one other thing I want to say before I have to get out of here, because I've been rambling for a few minutes here, but is in that first match, I don't know if everybody's going to remember this, but MJF said he was going to beat Darby Allen with a headlock. Yeah. He technically yes. beat him with a headlock because he just punched him in the face. Yeah. He pointed him in, he, he punched him in the face, grabbed him in the headlock and, and did the whole like turn thing with it and landed on top of him and held him down for the pin after punching him in the face with a ring. That what was a pretty fucker. awesome and amazing. Yeah. But that makes it great though, that you want to be on a show like this or anybody else that wants to be like, man, that dude's a son of a bitch, right? Like yeah. that dude's an asshole because that means he's doing his job so good. That's why I love it. Like in the crowd, I'd probably boo him, right? Cause I'm supposed to, but in my heart, I'd be like, oh, this dude's so awesome. Like, he's making me boo how good, like, he actually is and everything else. But overall, I think this pay-per-view, uh, all out, some people, I think, still may like it a little bit better. Like, the yeah. last pay-per-view they it's just had, just because out. of, like, you had Adam, you know, Cole, Adam Cole come in, Brian come in, uh, and, and that's something people are going to remember. Yeah, yeah that, that those moments. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, exactly. But... I actually think that this one right here from top to bottom, there wasn't none of these surprise people coming in. Some people was rumoring that Wyndham might show up or whatever tonight. No. I didn't think so, but he's over but in Hollywood. Said, he's over in Hollywood. Yeah. But the the matches, like all the stuff, like the little stories involved in almost every match, even the one that I thought was the weakest with the top team and everything, like everything went and everything was good. Like I, there's truly like there's matches that I'm afraid that you'll forget about later on after this pay-per-view. And then like, because, but they were good. Like the Lucha bros versus FTR was good. Like all these matches were like good matches, but like they were just so much. They didn't let you breathe, man. It was like, bro, matches over with. Oh, here goes this little, like two minute, maybe at the most, like, maybe a little video or something. And it was like the dude walking to the ring to get stuff yeah. done, which I, and it's like a breakneck pace. Some people like that. Some people don't like it as much. I would rather have this though, with great ass wrestling with cool stories than to have what I get on the other thing so far, where like they have a three hour pay-per-view and almost an hour of it is you watching videos of what happened two weeks ago or like packages and everything else. I love AEW's style packages with Darby tonight. The Hangman Page one was really cool, and it's really good done. But they're not, like, uh, super long. They don't take, like, 15 minutes of your time sometimes to go back and replay all the stuff you just watched on Raw. I like what they do so far. Uh, they almost need to do a 10-minute intermission, though, to be honest with you. 10 yeah. minutes to give everybody a piss break and go get you, like, another drink or something like that. But uh, like I said, I rambled on for enough. I just wanted to get some of my thoughts in because I just can't stay for the whole show because it's kind of late. Thank you, I got to work in the morning. 
But uh, you guys, do, man, y'all been doing – Charlie, man, thank you for uh, stepping in a few times, dude. You've Appreciate been doing an awesome yeah. job. And, and look, this guy here, he's been working his fucking ass off recently. I know you said you worked like ten, nine out of the last nine ten days. Nine out of ten, ten days and they, oh at God. least ten-hour shifts plus. That's nine insane, man. Days. So so kudos to you for, for doing that and everything. And, I, you know, been been totally fine to fill in for you. Uh, for the time being. So last question I have here for you t- uh, tonight, Justin, uh, before you get out of here, uh, overall grade for this pay-per-view and your favorite match of the night. I think overall it was probably, uh, I'm actually, I, I can't remember. I think I gave like all out like eight and a half. Maybe I'm wrong. No. Shit, I might've even said nine for that one. I think we were but, both uh, like nine, nine and a half. Yeah. I think what's about to happen here is, that every pay-per-view that they have because they have the setup. They don't have that every three, four weeks they have to put on a show. They can actually come up with ideas. And the great part about it is they can play around, right? Like they can pivot. They got enough time to where they could be like, Hey, let's go with this feud, but then realize, ah, this isn't working as good as we thought. So let's change this around and they'll have a two or three weeks to build up something else to take its place. If they need to, I think because of that, we may, especially here in this like stretch, I think AEW, every, almost every pay-per-view that you watch from them is going to possibly be, oh, this might be their best pay-per-view. Then the next one, oh, this might be their best pay-per-view. Yeah. Because you think about it right now, because they're not in a big rush and just using all the stuff that they have, like it's too easy for you to be like, oh, wait, we just picked up CM Punk and and and, and Brian. Oh, let's put them in the ring together. Or we just picked up CM Punk. Like, I think CM Punk, he just did Kingston, which is probably his highest profile match so far. But I like the slow build with CM Punk because I think we're about to slow build into an MJF thing. I think yeah. MJF's going to start sure. crying about the belt, but obviously somebody else is already the number one contender. And I think he's going to talk about how he's beaten the pillars, like all the pillars of the AEW, and he should have a chance for the belt. But I think he's going to get delayed by at least one pay-per-view or at least one big event because I think that's going to be CM Punk. Because, like, I think what's going to happen is, is MJF's going to do something, maybe try to bully somebody else or whatever, and CM Punk's going to come out. I think that's going to start a few with them, which I think would be super cool. But imagine that next pay-per-view, MJF versus CM Punk. And that's not even their best dream match they could put together. That's, like, a good one and a great one, and it would be the most high-profile match CM Punk's in. But look what all they, they – do. they have a chessboard with all the pieces. And – the way they're doing things and treating everybody differently. Like think about it when Adam Cole breaks out and starts doing more single stuff and he's not doing this click thing all the time when he starts actually moving up and beating and having more wins in the singles division and getting up there in the fights, like just all the people and the talent they have. Omega's probably fitting to take a break. Like dynamite is probably going to get kicked out of the elite because of what we saw at the end that y'all talk about later. And he's probably going to be gone for a couple months to get some rest kudos to him because he's been doing so much so recently but like he'll be gone and i don't think anybody's gonna be crying over it think about this kenny omega's been the number one star right he's had the belt if wwe were to do that with roman reigns right now like i don't even think they could survive like if he got freak injured or if they just decided to give him a break like he just wanted to go home and be with family like, bro, I don't think they can exist. Kenny Omega walking away from AEW right now to get an actual rest for a couple months for a comeback would actually be super ass cool when he comes back. So it'd be like, oh shit, Kenny Omega's back. Right. But 
at the same time, they have the stars to just keep going and doing oh, their yeah. thing. So overall, I'm going to give this a nine. I actually think overall this may even be a better pay-per-view than All Out. I just think All Out is going to have those memories of when Brian first showed up and Adam Cole showed up. Like Adam Cole showed up and then Brian showed up right after him, like on the same night after this, you know, the same deal. <clears throat> so with that being said, uh, I do think that this was like match-wise from top to bottom was like the best one that they've had that I've seen. Like this is one where I like I did that VPN thing, Dagan. So I could get that that twenty dollars VPN. Well, I don't think it was that one, but I did something to get a VPN so that I could do it off of Fight TV, which VPN is VPN and Fight TV, baby. It's the way right. to go. Well, so twenty dollars instead of spending the sixty, I feel like I should get up with AEW and be like, "Bro, I robbed y'all guys. Let me throw you at least another twenty spot on top of that because it was worth it. Like if I would have spent sixty bucks on this pay per view, I would have been cool with it. But it felt like you got your money's worth. I felt like I got my money's worth. So yeah, Absolutely. that's how much I liked it. And that's why I wanted to come in and give you guys my thoughts real quick. Thank you, Hollywood Hambone. We appreciate your thoughts, man. Uh, as as our producer extraordinaire, Delia here, says in the chat, go get some rest, Justin. Uh, you yeah, and I got to move soon. To I just, off, another so. great thing. I just got a, <laughs> pretty much got a house on lot. So at the end of the month, nice. I'm supposed to be moving into a house instead of an apartment. So that's going to be great as right well. Right on, man. Congrats on that for sure. Peace. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk You're to you well. soon. Right. Well, there we go, everybody. There's our Justin Ham- Hamilton 25-minute uh, uh, segment here on, on the show tonight. Um, and before we get back into our, our recap here, we have breaking news from New Japan Pro Wrestling over in San Jose, California. Uh, none other than Jonah Reed, a.k.a. Bronson Reed, uh, formerly of, of NXT, has debuted in New Japan Challenging none other than the Impact World Champion himself, Moose, uh, after his match with Juice Robinson. So, craziness going on in the wrestling world. We have New Japan over in AEW. We have Impact over in New Japan, which is now New Japan crossing over. It's just all sorts of craziness. The Forbidden Door blown wide open here, and now it looks like um, Jonah Reed is officially part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, that's super uh, exciting stuff uh, that's going on as we do the show here uh, tonight. But talk about more crossover. Uh, we do have the Triple uh, A Tag Team Champions taking on the uh, AEW Tag Team Champions here uh, on this show tonight, and they will be having a rematch uh, down the road here uh, in Triple A for the Triple A belts. But this was for the AEW titles, and uh, yeah, I thought this was a another. Really, really great match, uh, as we kind of had throughout the night, being that this was the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Uh, we had a lot of Eddie tributes throughout the show, and I just I really like the styles clash between these two teams. I've kind of pointed it out before, and I think this is probably their, their best match that they've had so far. Um, I think there's only been a good, like two or three to, to compare it to. So, yeah, I thought this was a, a, another really solid match here to – kind of uh, follow that really strong opener from MJF and Darby Allen. What do you uh, think, Charlie, about, about I mean, I like the match. Again, this is another ending that I was like, what? Is yeah, the finish was weird. The, the yeah. green mask thing, and yet the ref yeah. went along with it. Yet you could tell by the hair it wasn't the legal man. I don't know if this is what FCR is going to be using as an excuse. Like, oh, you pinned the wrong person. Like, we want a rematch. And it's just I'm like, assuming that's what I it's going to be. Compared yeah. to last year's full gear, 
the match, I think the last year's full gear match of the Young Bucks and FCR, yeah, that one trumps this one, to be honest. Oh, easily. I, yeah. Easily. That one was five-star match. This was decent. It had those moments. Like, in that, I yeah. just wanted... I just wanted FT like I wanted like a I wanted Alex to beat the shit out of Tully like I wanted like to get revenge on what Tully did to him like like bashing his head in with the belt like I wanted some revenge on that aspect and then I kind of just want the Lucha Bros just to win kind of fairly um and and it kind of felt like they did but it kind of felt weird just because kind of felt weird after watching that and it was like it, it had a good build up and I just felt the end was weird. I agree. This was a weird finish. It, it kind of, uh, it, it didn't ruin the match, but it, it certainly wasn't the finish that maybe I would have done. Um, you know, it was kind of like they, they went for the masks as a sort of way to cheat maybe, but it backfired on them and then they pinned the wrong guy. And then I'm sure this is going to lead, lead to, to more down the line, but I, I wouldn't have necessarily done it this way. Um, uh, but you know, it was what it was. Uh, I thought the match overall was really, really good, and I'm assuming they'll have more matches, so they'll probably just get better and better as they go along. So it was fine, but I, I do agree this is one of the weirder finishers that we had. Uh, like I, don't, I just don't want to see FTR win the belts, like because I don't think they're I don't think no, he deserves them right now. I, like they, not right they just, now. I, maybe down the line. Teams that deserve it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, and maybe later on down the line. Uh, they'll have another run with the belts because I do feel like their first run was a little, maybe a little short. Um, but you know, it's 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 fine. I get it. And yeah, the the tag team division right now is is so full that um, I I wouldn't give them another run with the titles just right away. But um, yeah, it's, this was a solid match nonetheless. Um, we did have Miro taking on Brian Danielson next in the number one contender match, the tournament finals for the AW Eliminator Tournament. Um, and so that will uh, be, obviously, the winner of the main event taking on the winner of this match. Um, and, yeah, this was uh, a- another very, very good match. I mean, what you kind of expect uh, for both of these guys, very hard-hitting affair uh, with Miro getting a lot of the offense at the beginning, but then Danielson bat- uh, battling back uh, and actually uh, hitting a spinning DDT off the top rope and then he locked it in the guillotine as the finish. Um, and then it sort of was determined that he, that Nero had been knocked out. So they called for the bell and yeah, Brian Danielson challenging, um, which we'll get into later, but uh, hangman page for the title. And I think, you know, as you kind of pointed out and what some people pointed out was that um, hangman or, or uh, Danielson winning here was almost like a bit of a, uh Oh, maybe Kenny Omega is going to win after all. And hangman page is not going to win the title. Cause usually it's like, the baby, the if the baby face wins, that means the heels winning later, uh, vice versa. So I wasn't too worried about it because I felt like it was more of a way to throw us off uh, that Hangman Page would win, but it was like, oh, maybe, maybe not, kind of thing. Uh, but good choice here, and I, I, man, I can't wait for that Danielson and uh, and uh, uh, Hangman Page match. That's going to be awesome. But yeah, what, what are your thoughts on on this match, uh, Charlie? I was the stressful one on this one because everybody kept saying like there was like. Like on the Twitterverse was horrible. Like they said, "Oh God, this means Hangman's losing this belt." Like it was like they're all doom and gloom. And I was like, "I don't need that. You kind of ruined the Have rest faith, of the show guys. for me." <laughs> and it was like it was like it was like the the doomsday. It was, I was like, "All right, can we get to the main event so we can see Hangman winning?" Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought yeah. it was that. And then Danielson's actually, I think they had a media scrum afterwards with Tony Khan. Danielson was like, he was like, uh, he's like, "Congrats to Hangman," but I wanted to be the one to beat Kenny. 
So Danielson's turning into the heel now a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, so this he might play a bit of a heel role in this match against uh, Hangman. Yeah, and that's what it seemed like. He, he's like, oh, congrats. You're not going to hold on to the belt very long. Pretty much that's what he's, he's already saying that to Hangman. And I was like, I don't think Hangman's dropping that belt anytime soon. Like, you got to give him. No. You got to give him a good run. So you've had Jericho had a, a nice long run. Um, I think about a uh, like not even a year, but a couple months because he won it at uh, all out of 2019, and then he lost it in full at uh, Revolution. So it was about yeah. six or so months, uh, and then Moxley held on to it for about a year. Yeah, um, close to it. He won it in February and lost it in December. Yeah. So it's yeah, and then and then, Hayman, and then uh, and then Ken almost held on to a year. So almost a full year. You, you gotta give like I mean like I don't see Hayman losing the belt anytime soon. Like I I think I was shot like the Bucks held on to the tag titles for a while. I think the only one that was that was like was FTR dropping the belts, but that was fine because they dropped to the Young Bucks and I didn't care. But you yeah you're not gonna give the belt right off the bat to Danielson. Danielson's just probably doing yeah. it. Because he said he wanted to work with this young talent, I think he's going to give he's going to like work with Hangman, and they're going to get yeah. Hangman on top. Like, yeah, he's going to put over Hangman for sure. Yeah, Hangman's and not the job of part of Danielson. Yeah, um, I actually I, don't want to see MJF beat Hangman for the belt because I, I know like, I I don't either, but I think that's where we're headed next. I do like that, but no, not for a while. Uh, I think that it, we we need a, like a good like heel champion. Uh, at some point down the line here, and I think that that guy is going to be MJF, and MJF kind of almost needs it to add to his uh, whole spiel, if you would, uh, his gimmick of being better than everybody. Um, so to have Moxley winning it back, you could see Moxley winning it back, but I do think MJF will beat Hangman Page, but it probably won't be until like at least all out of 2022, I would guess. So uh, I think we're gonna have you. have a nice run, yeah. yeah. And I think there's there's gonna be a really nice run here of, of really awesome matches with Hangman because yeah, you got Danielson. I think Adam Cole is gonna be a guy to challenge him for that title down the line here. Uh, maybe a rematch with Kenny. We'll see. But I think there's a lot of good potential challengers yeah. um, to have really good matches with Paige first before we we change that title. So I would agree with you there on that one. Yeah, it's, it, if you if you drop if Hangman drops the belt at Revolution, that's just that's like. What, what have you Sorry. done for the last two years yeah. to finally be the like the face of AEW and Heyman's the face? Because two years ago, like I said, I I, I didn't join AE. I joined AEW in October of 2019. Is what's when they, the live showing and D, the live premiere in yeah. DC. That's the so first show I went to. Basically, since they established themselves as a promotion. Yeah, I didn't watch the other the old stuff. My brother was doing that. I knew all about that. I didn't get into it until like um, when they premiered in. Like the live dit, the live showing of AEW Dynamite on in DC. That was the first my first experience with AEW, and I loved it since. So I've been watching it since. So yeah, um, but yeah, like I mean, I think Heyman's like they're finally getting him the belt, and just have a nice run with it. Don't don't let him lose yeah. it at Revolution. Heck, I think All Out would be pretty like kind of soon. I think at least at least full gear. Give him a, at least a year. Yeah. Yeah, and and look, I think Hangman's been the guy for a while that's been sort of the plan. I wanted to pull up this picture. This is from Denise Salcedo on Twitter. To shout out to her from that, she just took that from the the media scrum. Isn't that awesome? Tony yes. Khan and uh, and Adam Page there having a, having a nice hug. Um, just beautiful, man. I love it. I'm I'm a big yeah. fan of this whole uh, Adam Page uh, run that I think we're gonna get. So super awesome stuff there. 
Uh, and as I sort of mentioned, uh, I think Adam Cole is a guy to challenge um, Hangman down the line here, uh, and, and especially after what we got later on in the show. Uh, and then in this match, which was um, really, really fun, Falls Count Anywhere match between Jurassic Express and um, Christian super click. taking on the super click, uh, and some just what the outfits that the Bucks came out with. I'm sure we'll see uh, a good chunk of this match on BTE uh, this week. Um, but some really, really fun stuff, including them brawl, lots of brawling on the outside. Um, obviously, this was kind of like a, a tornado tag rules. They didn't even have to tag in or anything. Um, Christian pulling off a crazy move where he, he leapt from, like, one of the balconies onto everybody um, over in, like, the concourse area at one point. Um a lot of crazy spots, probably too much to cover here, um, but we did get most of the action at the end happening uh, towards, like, kind of on the ramp, the top of the ramp. We had the thumbtack knee pads uh, that they hit the super, uh, the BT trigger on uh, on um, Luchasaurus with that. That looked brutal. Uh, and then we had uh, Jungle Boy uh, be, be actually offering, earlier in the match, uh, Christian sort of offered to give him the the uh, concerto spot, and he he didn't quite have time to hit it uh, as as the Bucks ran in or whatever it was. But in this instance, Christian is going for to hit the concerto on uh, Matt Jackson, and uh, and then Jungle Boy comes in. He's like, "No, give it to me. I'll do it." And this is a, almost sort of like an induction into the being a badass for for Jungle Boy here. Like this is one of those things. Like man, really really tough for him to do. It's a, almost like in a movie when somebody has to kill somebody for the first time, like a dude or something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll make that reference. Cause that's kind of recent, but there's a point where Paul has to kill somebody for the first time. I won't spoil it too much, but uh, this is kind of a compare this uh, moment to that a little bit where, where jungle boy has to have that big moment. Uh, and, and he certainly does have it here. Hits Matt with the concerto gets the pin. A lot of fun happening in this match. Some real craziness uh, is what you would expect in a falls town anywhere match. Uh, and really, really good stuff. I think this is like a kind of a big turning point. This is the Super Clicks first loss. And then what we had later in the match, seemingly maybe the Young Bucks uh, turned babyface uh, at the end of the main event. Uh, we'll kind of see where that goes. So where Adam Cole is going to stand with that. And then with uh, recruiting Bobby Fish recently and a potential uh, Undisputed Era reunion that me and uh, Tyler kind of brought up earlier when we were doing the drop kicks we did our preview for this show. Uh, that there's a possibility of like Kyle O'Reilly's contract coming up here pretty soon, and Red Dragon possibly reuniting and coming in, coming back in with with Cole. So where we we where the suit they go with the super quick thing, I'm not sure, but it, it does feel like we're we're headed towards that split in the elite, and this match is sort of part of the build towards that. So uh, yeah, overall I thought this was really fun. Uh, Charlie, what did you what did you think of this? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was again. After it was like the timing of it, so I was stressing out the rest of the time because I didn't know how they're gonna play the finale. But yeah, th- th- yeah, this was like the definition of false cause anywhere. It was so crazy, um, and then seeing and then seeing Adam Cole do his Panama Sunrise on the top of the uh, like when he's climbing up the uh, kind of the uh, the stage at the in the back part, like they think the guardrails, and then he did Panama Sunrise on Jungle Boy, and then Luchasaurus doing the backflip. Oh yeah, and, and then Jungle Boy's <laughs> eyes are like, like he was stunned, like the audience. Um, and then, and then the concerto is kind of like, we're about to get a heel turn. 
it's either Christian Cage heel turn or Jungle Boy heel turn. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that for a second too. I was like, oh man, is somebody turning heel here? Like, is Christian gonna flack one of the young bucks, you know, or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Adelia here pointing out that she's confused about uh, the young bucks angle at the end of the uh, Omega Hangman match. Well, we will get to that kind of at the end. Uh, yeah, maybe some answers on Wednesday night on Dynamite there, but I don't think it's really like clear cut right now. I mean, we did have that moment of Matt sort of nodding at Hangman. Um, I think it's the beginnings of a babyface turn, a potential reunion of the elite later on down the line. But, um, yeah, we can sort of talk about that more yeah. as, we, as we wrap up the show. But, um, yeah, we did uh, – next we had Cody Rhodes and Pack taking on Malachi Black and Andrade. And I think that after that um, last match, the crowd was, like, uh, not getting super tired yet, but they, they I think that they were, like – primarily focused on booing Cody in this match uh, more than anything. And like, I feel like these guys tried to put on a really good match, but the crowd was just like so uh, adamant to boo Cody that the focus of the match was Cody. Yeah. There was a little bit of moments of the crowd being dead. And then when they weren't dead, they were just booing Cody. And it almost kind of took away from the match. I feel like this match was maybe missing a little something. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I was this uh, reading Twitter. He's like, oh, this pay-per-view sucks. The, the audience is not even into it anymore. It's just like, it's, it's don't, just that. Don't, it's what like, are you doing reading Twitter? Come on. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I read Twitter. I was like, okay. I mean, again, I wasn't really paying attention to the Cody match. A lot of stuff's happening. Cody seemed like yeah. really like getting booed. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people was like, this should have been on Dynamite. And I kind of agree. I mean, they could have put another match on yeah. there. Or Rampage. Like, Rampage was going to have that Lumberjack match, which I wasn't too crazy about. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't know, they could have easily put this on, like, a Rampage or Dynamite instead. Like, it, it was fine, but uh, it just kind of, it did, did feel like it suffered from a little bit of a dead crowd. And yeah. there, there was some, like, dissension between all these guys. Like, oh, can Pack and Cody get on the same page? Can Malachi and uh, Andrade get on the same page? And obviously... Andrade and Malachi couldn't get on the same page, and then they ended up losing the match back in uh, uh, Andrade, which I thought was also a weird way to go about it. I thought for sure you would keep Malachi and Andrade strong and keep them together as a team, but maybe they're going in a different direction. Although I will say the plan for this match originally, and I don't know if you've heard this, was, and this was from Tony Khan himself, was that this was supposed to be a fatal four-way. Um, and that I almost think I would have preferred that, yeah, I will we don't have. really we don't really get fatal four ways in in AEW very often. So I think this is maybe a bit of a missed opportunity that Tony Khan maybe should have stuck with his initial plan and made this a fatal four way because it would have made some of that like Andrade and uh, Pack or Andrade and Malachi not being able to work together, Pack and Cody yeah. not being able to work together, those kind of I think spots. That been, and then you can justify yeah. Boone Cody, like yeah. I mean, unless I mean still- Cody, they're Boone Pac, Pack, and you were, yeah, Pac is like the highlight of it. But, yeah. I mean, I think a Fatal 4-Way would have been good within the first Fatal 4-Way. But yeah. I think there's so much other stuff going on with it. I don't think – a Fatal 4-Way would have probably taken forever. Um, I think That could have been a timing issue, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think they, it's they, that. And then I'm just really annoyed with the whole, okay, the deal with FTR, FTR attacking. Yeah, that didn't really make much sense to me either because I thought that was kind of over. They were more just hired guns, and now they seem to be maybe not – it's going. Are they with MJF? Are they with the Pinnacle? Or are they with uh, Andrade? With, with Andrade, it doesn't really. It's not really that clear. And no. I think the booking is a little wonky there. It's just a little bit of a nitpick. I'm not like 
saying no. it sucked or anything or that I hated it, but it did feel a little weird, like in terms of the way they're sort of going about the booking of it. And, you know, my friend Tyler, who does the drop kicks with me, brought up a good point. They're kind of, they kind of have a Cody problem right now, and we're not really sure how they're going to get themselves out of it, if, if that makes sense. And he's he kind of, he doesn't want to turn heel. Uh, he really, people want him to turn heel. He's getting booed mercifully from everybody. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do with Cody from here. It's just well, I haven't played MJF again. Because he's like, but right before yeah. all this happened, right before Jade showed up, he wanted to take to fix something on his record, a blemish, and it was MJF. But I think the problem with that is people start cheering MJF, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah, because even in that match against Darby, you had like a small number of people as their as their actual dueling chance in an MJF match. I've never heard before. No. Where you had people going, "Let's go, uh, let's go, Darby," and then some people chanting MJF. It's like what? I think what is going on here? The audience going, I guess. It's the first yeah. match. You had to get the audience going, I guess. Sure. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think the only like even his parents are not MJF fans, right? <laughs> the guy that can feud with his own parents. I mean, that's a true heel there. But yeah, I, I don't think there's much more we need to say about this match. Uh, but I am interested to see like what what they do with Cody because it, it's an yeah. it's an interesting conundrum that they're in. Uh, but we did get uh, Dr. Britt Baker defending her title against uh, Ty Conchie next. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that this match could have been better than it was. Like, it wasn't bad, uh, but it wasn't, like, great either. And I was kind of expecting it to be great. So I don't know if it was one of those things where I maybe needed to lower my expectations. Ty Conchie looked great in the match, but there have definitely been better DMD matches this year. I thought the match she had with Ruby Soho in New York was better than this. The match they had in Sheeta was better than this. And then obviously they set the bar so fucking high with that Thunder Rosa match earlier in the year on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That uh, um, no DQ match. So I think it's going to be tough for, for Britt to sort of top that. I think we will get, eventually get back to Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. But I think I maybe thought this match could have been better than it was because I've seen the potential in Ty Conchi. I don't know if there was maybe some miscommunication at times. There was a lot of interference I was not a fan of, of all no. the overabundance of interference with Rebel and Jamie Hayter here. And uh, so th- that kind of brought the match down, I think, a little bit for me. Um, but, you know, it was what it was. I, I expect that we will see more from Ty Conchi. I know Tony Khan is a super fan. He's very invested in her as a star uh, of the women's division of this company. So... Um, I, I'm hoping that, that she I, – I expect her to be a champion at some point down the line. This is definitely not her time, obviously. No. I think it's Thunder Rose. It's going to be Thunder Rose's time eventually, uh, maybe even pretty soon. I think we're going to get uh, a Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker feud probably after the TBS tournament, uh, and that, that Thunder Rosa will eventually be the one to beat Britt. But, yeah, this this was all right. I don't, I don't really have much more to say about it. What about you? No, I think that, and then there was also the problem because it came right after the Cody match, and that was the problem. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, I mean, Ty's gonna be a star. Like, she she showed off the best that she can in this one. Like, there's that 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 moonsault she did, like on the top, like the scene on Twitter. This she like how like uh, she was like like she's like that, and then Sammy Guevara's like, yeah, you fucking did about the somersault because I think Sammy's been a good friend to her on this and yeah. like on all the vlogs and stuff. So yeah, she's always on the vlog. Yeah, so doing the summer, like doing the moonsault, like off the top, like on that, that was really good. And of course, she did it to both uh, Rebel and that hater. But the fact that 
Brit won by roll up kind of means it's like kind of like mm. she kind of did the same yeah. thing to Abaddon. So it's yeah, just, I'm not a fan of that as a finish. It's keep them. It's just, just to show that Ty is a tough competitor. Abaddon is a tough competitor. So I think there's a reason they might have. I mean, am I a fan of the roll up? No, but I think they we did get it. why they did it. They did it to keep them like, oh, it took a roll-up to beat Ty, and, or it took a roll-up to beat Avedon. Like, I think this could be booking. I can see a triple threat match versus every female, like, a women's triple oh, threat I'd match. I'd be down for that. Title. I can see the two people that she screwed over, Avedon and um, Ty Conti. I can wow. see. Tri- I can see That'd tri- be a wild triple threat. I'd be down for that. That's like... Talk about different styles between all three of those. Exactly. That, that sounds and cool. I, I think, yeah. I, I think, I guess, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for that, maybe, because I think they they both deserve another chance at it, because I don't, and there's nobody that's really going to come out there that's going to, like, fight for Brit for, that's going to be, like, because Thunder Rosa's doing the TBS tournament, and that's not going to yeah. be finished until, well, they moved to TBS, so that's still January. That's yeah. January, so there's, we've still got months of that. I can, I mean, I can see the New Year's Lee. I can see Abaddon and Ty Conti taking on Britt for the title. Like, I mean, I think Tony's going to do that. That's because Britt beat them both by roll-ups. So I think it's only fitting that they they got to do something like that. And then when, when, whenever down the line, when they fight Thunder Rosa, you got to have a steel cage match. Like, you got to have, yeah, you got to have them like, like, because they, they did a non-sanctioned match. Like, you got to have uh-huh. the two of them like beat the hell out of each other. And prevent the outside outside interference. Yeah, and I think I've read that. Would do it. Yeah, and I've read that that's part of the plan. They're they're looking at some big like blow off match for those two at some point down the line. So it can't I think, be just a normal match. You got yeah, it's got to be a big like specialty match. It's got to be Yeah, apparently the story was that they've considered every possible stipulation for this match, from everything from a hair match to a cage match. So. I'm really hoping they lean towards the cage match. It's it's not going to be hair from hair, but it's no, like it's not. I I think to, what Tony Khan likes to do is he likes to throw out like the worst possible option and then work his way up from there when mm-hmm. he does these planning for these matches. I just that's just kind of the way I think about it. He's like, all right, we'll start from like the, the worst possible option and then work. Okay, that sounds better. Oh, that sounds even better. Oh, okay, that's the ultimate thing: steel cage match. Let's do that. So yeah, I feel like that's kind of how he books things, and I wouldn't be surprised if, at all if that's what we get. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, but I, I see it definitely. I could see it the New Year Smash thing. I could see the, sure. them doing. I think it's going to be because I think Tony's probably watched it. Like the, how this one. I think that's why they the Brit beat them by a roll up just to shows that. It took a roll up to beat Tai Hockey. It took a roll up yeah. to beat Abaddon. I think this is the best way to do it. Do I think it's going to happen? Not really. But it's, I mean, it's, it's a cool idea. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool idea because yeah. these two lost by a roll up and then, and then, like, and it took a roll up for Britt to, to defend it. I mean, Britt's a great champ. But, um, and the fact that she couldn't get the lockjaw in on both Abaddon and Tai Conti. Both of them, they, she couldn't do the lockjaw on both because the one she did in Abaddon, Abaddon was but, bitter fingers. Bitter fingers, yeah. <laughs> so this will have to get Brit to think on her like that. Like maybe you have to do two Pamela sunrises or, or Britsburg sunrises or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, but this will have to like that because these are the two that took her down to the wire, um, two competitors. So yeah, I like that idea. Tony Khan, if you're listening to this, fuck it. Charlie just hooked you up. With a great idea, uh, triple, triple threat. threat match, first female triple threat match for the for the title. Yeah, I'm down. I'm definitely down. Um, yeah, I think 
I think that regardless, that January fifth show in New Jersey that is, I think I don't know if they're going to call it New Year's Smash, but that's what they it's usually a, it's call on it. CBS. That's it's like a, a very, it's the very yeah, first the first episode of CBS. Yeah, so it's in the New York market, so it's probably going to have a, a sold out crowd at the Prudential Center. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some big title matches for that show. I can and see I think part one, part one of it being in December, and then part two, and then possibly. part two is going to have the bigger matches for uh, yeah. Yeah, because I think they did that last year. The like New Year's Smash Part One, Day One. New Year's Smash Part One on December 29th, and then Part Two on January 5th, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, or or like a rampage, or they might do it like uh, Part One on Dynamite January 5th, Part Two on Rampage January 7th. Could oh, be yeah, that that's as right. well. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both going to be on two different networks. One will be on mm-hmm. TBS. One will be on TNT. Yeah. Yeah, that'd I, be an interesting thing. I think thing they're both with the well, then, then I think if they do the New Year Smash on Rampage, it'll have to be two hours. Like Yeah, like they did with Grand Slam. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that could be for sure. Um, but yeah, so um, some interesting stuff to look at there. Uh, next match we had on the show, CM Punk taking on Eddie Kingston in an absolute fucking brawl. This was awesome. Uh, as we kind of pointed out earlier with Justin, this was a match that sort of, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say fast-tracked it, but they, they it, it, it came together pretty quickly. You know, mm-hmm. uh, We didn't know we were getting this match a couple weeks ago, and then we had that awesome segment uh, on, on Dynamite, uh, one of, the I think, the best segments I've seen uh, maybe ever in wrestling, really. I mean, uh, I'm, I, I just absolutely love that CM Punk, Eddie Kingston segment, um, and, and definitely like Punk's best segment since the pipe bomb pipe pipe bomb I've kind of pointed out here on the mm-hmm. show before. It was just so great. Uh so the build to this match uh was was kind of quick, you know, a couple weeks, but they did such a great job of it. And then the match itself I thought did not disappoint at all. I thought this was a fucking awesome match. Hell of a brawl. Both guys bleeding. Um just some some really crazy spots. Uh flipping each other off. Uh just some really great Great near falls, and then we of course had Punk hit the, the go to sleep at the end, uh, and and getting some heat. Punk actually getting some heat here, definitely playing the heel role in this match. As we kind of pointed out, it was two baby faces, and that's what makes I think it most impressive because it felt like such a blood feud, uh, even over the course of a couple weeks. Uh, and and then Punk getting get some heat here in this match, getting booed at times, uh, and then he did he did hit the go to sleep. A couple times here at the end to get to pick up that pick up the win, uh, and and shows the respect to Eddie Kingston that he uh, has finally earned and reached out for the handshake, but then of course Kingston Melt didn't want to take it, uh, and and sort of uh, rolled out of the ring. But man, this match was so great, and I really really hope they have another match. I really don't want this feud to be over just yet. Uh, it feels like it was really fast, and we got a really awesome match, but I want one more. I want this feud to continue. And these two guys to keep going at it because they they're uh, vets of this of this game of this industry, and I think they both earned their spot at the top. Uh, and it just so so good on the mic. These are two of the best guys we have on the mic uh, in the business. And uh, so yeah, I love this. Uh, what about you, Charlie? It's a great match. It was like it was a it was the match that the the pay per view needed, and it was at the right yeah. time to Kicked get the it right crowd back going. into. Full gear, no, no, yeah. no. Uh, unfully intended here. It's a great match to I mean, get the crowd back. The, in the, 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 like, but right before the bell rings, Eddie Kingston hits his finisher and knocks Punk out. Yeah, I mean, it was like this. I, I was like, oh, is this match going to end this quickly? 
And then then Matt's continuing Punk's bleeding like his whole face, and he's like he's kind of smiling with it. So that I think the moment I was like, did he just do that when he did the five like when he did the John Cena's finisher like that one move before he sets up the five knuckle shuffle? Yeah. I was like, and then he was he had his hands up, and then he was like because he was trying to get so much heat, and then he just flipped off Kingston instead of the uh, the you, you can't get, see me. He went to go to do like, that. And he, yeah, I was like, I was like, did I just see that? And that was what was trending on Twitter. It was like, did he just do John Cena's like one of John Cena's moves? So to this day, he's like, he's still oh, flipping so off. Great. I don't know. Everybody's like, is Cena coming? This uh, is he, he, Cena coming to AEW? I don't no. know. No, but he's not. That was that was hysterical. I was like, wait, what? Did he just do the uh the the like the the setup move for the five knuckle shuffle? You can't see me. Yeah. And then and then he just did Great. the middle finger and he started beating the shit out of King's. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. He's just trying to get so much heat, but CM Punk didn't care. And I think I just like that you hear him nonchalant like "Let's go, motherfuckers," or whatever. it's just like just the nonchalant lines. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's pay per view. These... Pay per view needed. Yeah, and it's pay per view, so these guys didn't hold back. I, there was a lot of f bombs dropped throughout this match. You could tell. I mean, it, it was it, it came through on the in the mics. Uh, yeah. On the cameras, but yeah, I agree. This it's is what, what this, and yeah, like, this crowd was going to sleep, and I was worried too. I was yeah. like, oh no! And then this match happened, and then then the crowd got back into it. Yeah, they they started to die during the Cody match, and they were really dead for that women's match. Uh, and then they, they really did get back into it here. Uh, and yeah, this was great, man. This is yeah. really uh, a highlight of the show. As Justin kind of pointed out, this is one he hope we hope that doesn't kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, because of how good it was, and you know, then we had the main event, which was like a classic. So, I, I hope that this is one that people don't forget about because it was really, really good. No, I won't because he just seen it like his CM Punk was flip, kind of flipped off Cena. So I thought that was yeah. a <laughs> Um But then, yeah, in between the the end of the finish here and in towards the next match, uh, we did get the oh, legend, the legend, the Iron Claw himself, Baron Von Raschke was uh shown at ringside um that guy's the guy looks like he's he's probably about 80 years old at this point but i was uh, very cool to see him uh in the crowd and then he does he does pop up again here a little bit later on but he did get the inner circle taking on american top Power team cleanser. this was the in a, in a, cleanser. yes yes it was uh i i was trying to think of which match was going to be kind of a buffer match and I think this was good placement, similar to like the last pay per view when they had that uh, Big Show match, like randomly yeah. right before the main event. It was like okay, but this is much better than the Big Show one. Yeah, but this like blew away that that crappy, you know, half yeah. star match that's just him choke slamming QT Marshall. Like this was way better. This was definitely a lot more fun. Uh, there was some really good good stuff here in this it took match. A while for um, it to build up. That was the problem because it was like it did. Yeah, it was a street fight. Yet. Everybody's tagging in normally. I think it was. I think they were just building it up until Dan, uh, fat faced dipshit, got in there. Yeah. And then when I mean, Jericho was supposed about to punch him, that's when everybody started brawling. I was like, okay, now we're getting to the fun stuff. I was like, use the freaking weapons and the thing. This is a street fight, not a normal tag match. We need to know this needs to yeah. go off the rails. Yeah, it was interesting. I think like they they did tag in. They didn't necessarily have to because it was no DQs. A fucking street fight for god's sakes but we had that um you know falls count anywhere match earlier in the night which had the tornado 
style yeah. rules of everybody just going all over the place. So I, I don't think we could have just done that again here. Yeah. That was part of the issue. So, okay, we had to have some normal, like a normal tag match here for the first few minutes and kind of get those uh, MMA guys in there um, and, and get a little, like, get the feel yeah. for it before the match really picked up. And then we got, you know, our hockey sticks and, and the toaster spot and that trash oh, yes. can that was like bunt, a crumpled mess by the can. end of it. Yeah, bunt. the, the bunt, bunt cake pan. We had a, a fucking Not the bunt ski. Cake. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a water ski at one point. Uh, hockey sticks, of course. Chris Jericho's background there. Uh, a lot of just was brawling all throughout. Uh, yeah, the football spot. The that print, was great. The Prince symbol. The iconic Prince symbol that yes, Jericho used to yes. be. Yeah, as the like, crowd chanting "Purple Rain," which was which was great, uh, and then of course uh, Rashki getting involved at one point with the Iron Claw, uh, which is yeah. which is a fun spot. Um, at the Spammy doing his iconic like channeling his inner Jeff Hardy jumping yep. off a very, very very long ladder. I was like, oh my god, that was like yes, but. Of course, Dan Lambert didn't do shit in this one. He's just like, no, he's not like the little bitch that he is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we, we all kind of figured Lambert was going to get his ass handed to him at some point, but they had to build to it. You know, he didn't yeah. take any bumps. He didn't take any fucking offense at all until the very, very end of the match where he gets the beat down from Jericho. And then uh, the finish, which I thought was just an, an absolutely awesome, probably the best Eddie tribute of the night. We had a lot of Eddie yeah. tributes. Throughout the show, there was the three amigos done. I think in like three different matches, yeah. <laughs> like so many three amigos uh, throughout the show. But uh, the the top rope uh, splash, um, and and which made sense given uh, Jericho's history. Uh, you know, Jer- it, was, it was interesting. The only like actual connections to people that actually knew Eddie Guerrero were Chris Jericho, and then of course Vicky Guerrero earlier in the show, which did her was her just doing her normal Vicky shenanigans, but. To have this really nice, what I thought was a really nice tribute to Eddie here mm-hmm. at the end, uh, with you know, we we all kind of figured Dan Lambert was just gonna go through a cable or something and and take the I pin. The whole the story was him. Uh, he was gonna say he he said was claiming that he was going to pin Chris Jericho, which of course then meant that Chris Jericho was going to pin here, pin yeah. him here. So I wasn't expecting that as the finish. Uh, that splash tribute to Eddie Guerrero, but I thought it was a nice little tribute, and you could tell Jericho's getting really emotional about oh, yeah. it because um, you know he was buddies with Eddie, so uh, yeah. the t- tough stuff there. I'm sure he he still really misses the guy, as we all do. We miss Eddie Guerrero, uh, so um, yeah, I thought this thought this match was really fun. Uh, it was better than I expected it to be. Uh, it, it was like a good buffer match, as we kind of pointed out. But it was a really fun buffer match. Uh, and yeah, I, I I was entertained by it for sure. I, I did still I do still kind of want to see Dan Lambert go through a table, but at the and same I time I, I kind of yeah. I, at the same time, I kind of want uh, this these MMA guys, this American top team, to just kind of go away at this point. I think they have yeah. a lot of go away heat at this at, at this stage of the game, uh, which is you know it is it is what it is. They did look like they're having a lot of fun. Like yeah. Junior Dos Santos especially looked like he was having a blast in this match. And I do still want to see like Paige Van Zant maybe show up at some point down the line. Cause I think she showed a lot of potential both on the mic and uh, we haven't seen her wrestle. I think it'd be really interesting to see her wrestle. So uh, yeah. yeah, this, this was fun. Any other final thoughts on this segment? No, I think we nailed it. I mean, it was, like you said, it was a buffer yeah. match to the main event. It was, you know, yeah. I think I had a feeling that it was going to be the match before it. Cause the, it's the palate cleanser, this thing, calm everybody down and then hype everybody back up because it's the main event. Yeah. 
And we, we certainly get, got hyped up here. And, and even before the main event, we got another big moment to With sort Jay of kick, kick things. Yeah, the debut uh, the announcement of uh, Jay Lethal uh, coming out and, and being announced as All Elite. So uh, that's super cool. I think he's probably the biggest star that Ring of Honor had. Uh, and, and obviously with all those guys uh, being released, uh, mm-hmm. they could kind of pick and choose who they wanted. Uh, and I think Jay, Jay Lethal was kind of the obvious one. You know, he, I was kind of thinking he might end up back at Impact. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, great addition to the roster. This guy is uh, really, really talented. If you haven't seen Jay Lethal, uh, go and watch some Ring of Honor Jay Lethal matches because this guy is really fucking He was great in Impact for, like, oh, years and years ago. It was like, yeah. I think the stuff I remember him do was, like, they were pro- like I think it was, like, it was one of the – I think it was Jackass 3D. He was coming out. So all, all the Impact guys were, like, trying to do their Jackass yeah, pr- stunts. Promotion for it, yeah. Promotions, and Jay Lethal did a Jackass stunt to another opponent. I forgot. It was years ago. But he did – I think it was golf carts. I think he did a golf cart thing to somebody. And then it's, like, it's just, like, there's just the goofiness of it. So, I mean, and the fact that he goes out and he's, like, wow, so, uh, Sammy, so here you have an open, open challenge. challenge. I'm not finding you now because you just have a heck of a match. Yeah. And then Sammy was like, Sammy looked pissed. And yeah, he, he just, came out and stared at him. He had had a couple of refs come out at one point. He, he was looking like yeah. he was ready to And then like, if right you're wondering, Sammy didn't get hurt. Sammy just had armor around his stomach because he knew he knew he was going to take a bump somewhere. So that's why he had the mm-hmm. armor around his chest. So he was yeah, Sammy's okay. I think yeah. he just had that on purpose. Yeah, and man, what a hell of a debut match for Jay Lethal and AEW. I can't wait for that on Wednesday, Jay Lethal versus uh, yeah. Sammy Guevara. That sounds like an awesome, awesome match. Um, and then other other matches that they did announce for um, for AEW on Wednesday, we got the Acclaimed taking on Leo Rush and Dante Martin. Uh, we got one of the TBS quarterfinal matches. I can't remember which one they announced. Uh, I think it's Nyla Rose and Sheeta, but yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Butcher and the Blade taking on Orange Cassidy and the debuting Tomohiro Ishii. So I can't wait for, for Wednesday, man. It's going to be a hell of a fallout show. And I'm, I'm guessing there'll probably be like a, considering it isn't Hangman's hometown, there'll be like a big um, Hangman page title celebration as well. So some yeah. good stuff to look forward to uh, this week on, on Dynamite Rampage for sure. Yeah, um, um, and then somebody on Twitter said um, Heyman, apparently he said something to Kenny after the, in the rain after the match, but he won't reveal yeah. it, so... Hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and it did look almost like Kenny said, uh, did that same thing that they kind of alluded to in the story, which is a good job hanger. I, it almost did seem like, uh, um, Omega said that. So that is kind of interesting. Uh, we did get this main event and man, this was, this was a hell of a match. This lived up to the hype. I think, uh, it was, intense. It was really, really intense. There's a lot of story there. Um, they've been building this for two years, so they kind of think I have a lot to live up to. And, uh, yeah, they, they delivered, man. A uh, couple, like, interference, you know, interference spots with Don Callis as to be expected uh, from him, but some really fucking amazing pro wrestling. Um, I, I can't cover it all. There was so much that happened uh, in, in this match. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, w- one thing that I took away from it was that, a lot of people going into this thought that Hangman Page, that Kenny Omega was going to hit Hangman Page with a one-winged angel and Hangman Page kicked it, was going to kick out. But they flipped that on its head, and they had Hangman Page hit the one-winged angel on Kenny, and then Kenny kicked out. I thought that was brilliant. Like, we yes. all kind of expected it to go the other way, but the way that they subverted our expectations and flipped it on its head, I thought was just awesome. So, and the chef's kiss on and that and one. And 
And it flips that whole idea. Can't uh, Kenny kept saying or Don Callis could say, no one's ever kicked out of the one winning angel. Right. And, and now Kenny somebody has move. Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny's the one that kicked out of his own move. And it's and just Kota like, Bushi, but yeah. so, so it kind of made it kind of made it made it made the whole his whole move redundant now because yeah. Kenny kicked out of his own right. move. <laughs> yeah, mean, no, that that was great. And we had oh, a ref, we had a ref get knocked out by the, the buck shot, and then you hit see yep. Aubrey uh, Aubrey um uh, run as fast as humanly possible. Yeah, that was great. And she's running as fast as she possibly can to try to get to get the pinfall, uh, which would have been a three count if if she got there a little bit earlier uh, after that dead shot that uh, Paige hit on Kenny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that was great. The ref wasn't down for too long. Aubrey came just sprinting as I've never seen an, an Aubrey run as fast as she did there. Uh, yeah. That was great. And the cr- the crowd chanting Aubrey. Uh, the most over ref in, in all of uh, wrestling, yes. uh, I think. And I also did want to point out the guy in the front row that had the uh, what would Coda think sign. Yeah. That was great. Um, um, I think that goes into the whole confusion portion of what the Young Bucks did at the end. Sure, yeah, let's get to that. I think because I, I think Kenny did something like that. Again, I don't know much of it. I think he might have did that years and years ago when he was at New Japan. I think I think he like he was on the sidelines. I think or he was like on like on the ringside and he gave the nod to another person to finish to win the belt or whatever mm-hmm. um but also the other symbolism that too is because the young bucks were not were not at hangman's side when hangman was fighting chris jericho in and all out 2019 because he wanted the bucks by himself by oh, yeah they didn't show up that's right so now it's kind of so much story i love it yeah. there's so it, many layers lots, to it. lots to digest but yeah. uh and then, and then when I, I was like, when the Young Bucks showed up, because earlier on in Dynamite or whatever, um, Hayner showed up. And he's like, if you screw me out of this, I will end your life. And, yeah. <laughs> and because you see Nick Jackson, he was If you touch me, he said, if you touch me, you get any yeah. any contact with me whatsoever. Yeah. And you see Nick Jackson was about to do it. Heyman mm-hmm. nails the Hesitated. Uh, shots. And then he goes on the other side. side. Yep. And then, Looks at Matt. And he looks at uh, Matt, and then I think and Matt's then, gonna get go after him. But Kenny, Kenny was pointing at Matt like, "Do it, do it!" Like he's kind of yeah. like Kenny was pointing at Matt to do it. Matt just gave him the nod, do it, and then so yeah. Kenny got buckshot so like twice. Gets hit and won, won the belt. And then, yeah, and then Hangman wins, and that was yeah. like a, a huge yes moment, a sigh of relief because what like, a moment. Yeah, they like I did not want them to that because the the crowd would have gone rioted. If they did not yeah. do this, like the crowd would have gone that Tony Khan would have been like hate tweets at him. And he would have been like, yeah, I, I, I think again, I think they already knew going in that this was going to be the storyline, no matter the changes. Of, oh yeah. Yeah. This I mean, has been the plan for quite some time. Yeah. And the opening sequence of Hangman, even though it was a CGI thing, that was awesome. With that was really course. cool. Yeah, I think that was actually him on the horse. And the Dark so Order running across the, the yes, the target there. arena. That was yeah, hilarious. but Hangman on the horse. I think that was that was probably the legit portion of it. Everything else was all CGI because there there there's talks that Hangman was practicing riding a horse. So mm-hmm. and him riding the horse that was that was cool. And then every screen was like from 2019 to now. Yeah, to the, the whole like this. timeline of events. Yeah, and and then the and the graphic says. Uh, like we got like, cowboy you know, shit. There's yeah, the cowboy like, shit on the, the sign. Yeah, was, I, mean, yeah. I was talking about like the the nameplate, and he goes, "You." I think okay. it was the graphics. To, I think it was a thank you 
to hang. Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks to the graphic for the graphics department. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, that was funny when they pointed hater. that out. Yeah. Yeah, we're proud of you. Thanks yeah, so we're much. proud of you. Yeah, and I thought that was awesome. Sincerely, and, the graphics team. And then Heyman, <laughs> and then the Dark Order comes out. They all celebrate, and they handed him a beer. Heyman just chuck. He yeah. does. He doesn't even take the beer. He just froze it, like because that that gimmick of his is over. Because yeah, that, that was like Another that part was of the story. Like, like kryptonite, the beer. Yeah, yeah. And, and instead of take taking it, he gives goes in. This is a big group hug with the Dark Order as they hoist him up on their shoulders uh, yeah. and celebrate with the crowd as they as they go off the air here. So, man, uh, this was awesome. I would say. Five stars for me for this match for sure. That match, yeah, uh, match of the uh, night easily. Punk, Punk and uh, and uh, Eddie, I think, was close to five stars as well. A uh, couple of matches early on, uh, Darby and, and MJF was was near there. So some really really great wrestling this, uh, on the show. Uh, overall, I would say uh, I, I'm not sure that I totally agree with Justin that it was better than than All Out, um, but it, it is tough to compare the two. I think. All out for me was probably about a nine and a half out of ten. Uh, if that was a nine and a half out of ten, I'd probably give this full year show about an eight and a half, like nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it was very, very good. Uh, but there was a couple of weird finishes in there. Uh, but o- overall, I think the wrestling was really good, and the, the big moment of Hangman win sort of made yeah. made up for any uh, any lesser quality stuff earlier on in the show. And yeah, I'm just glad we got that moment. It shows that Tony Khan. Uh, when he promises something to the fans, he delivers on it. And yeah. uh, this, I think, was was something that we were building for for a while. We finally got it. So really, really happy about it. And uh, and AEW, just in general, is on an absolute tear right now. Yeah. And their their momentum, I think, is going to really carry over to 2022. We're going to get some really, really special stuff uh, yeah. next year. I feel like 2022 is going to be a massive year for pro wrestling. If this year wasn't already, because I think everything kind of got slowed down a bit. Uh, AW is on that upward swing, and then the, everything kind of got slowed down by the pandemic. So now we're back up on the upward swing, and it's, it's just going to keep getting better and better, man, as they bring in yeah. more guys uh, and and evolve the storylines and and have more and more just epic uh, matches. So yeah, good stuff. Any final thoughts, Charlie? I mean, I agree. I think I, it's a solid eight and a half. It, I mean, is was as better as fall, like, all out? I don't think so because I, I was there. Not quite. Um, yeah. Not quite. I mean. And if you watch All Out again, I'm on. T- uh, you can find my brother and I easily on that. Like three minutes in, yeah. you can easily find us. Like where we're sitting, you'll be able to find us. Um, again, and there's a lot of great stuff coming. And then um, they haven't announced anything yet because Tony Khan said at the end of all, at the end of Full Gear, he was going to announce more Dynamite matches. That hasn't happened yet. I haven't seen anything, any updates of that. That'll probably be in the morning because well, uh-huh. hey, it's late. <laughs> It is. Um, it's uh, after 2 a.m. here on the East Coast, so thanks for sticking with us, those that have tuned in uh, live here for Light the Fuse. But, it's, it's yeah, I'm looking, so. for, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what we got going for, for the future. Like, Because um, I think the other thing Tony promised, like when Britt went in the title, that was that was a year. That was at least a year. Uh-huh. That was building for a year when Britt's finally went in the title. Yeah. And she they delivered on that one so usually tony khan's been pretty good i mean expecting wwe stuff where they where you you think this is going to happen and then they did a whole curveball no yeah they swerve you just to get to me no they don't do that here we don't do that here like they when they like they said this is two years because there have been so much of a shit storm if they did not end it the way they did if if heyman lost his belt like heyman would have been like they would have kind of like blackballed him in AEW, 
because yeah. Hangman can't win the big one. And it's like, no, give him the belt now. It's time. And they did it. And that was that was, that was the huge sigh of relief. Absolutely. And we are now in the era of cowboy shit. And I absolutely love it. So good stuff here for sure. Overall, it was a really, really fun night. Charlie, thank you so much for, for coming on, filling in uh, for Justin for most of the show. Uh, yeah, we had a bit of a, ru- a run in earlier on, uh, but I always appreciate you coming on and, and talking AEW uh, with us here uh, on Let's Get Ready Network. So um, for all those that are tuned in on Twitch, make sure to follow us if you haven't already, uh, twitch.tv slash LGR Network, uh, and uh, support us over on YouTube as well. This will get uploaded uh, later on. So if you're watching the replay there, make sure to hit like. Uh, and share the video and subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, Charlie, any any shows, uh, anything you got go- coming up here uh, in the next uh, couple weeks? Um, not that I'm aware of. I know uh, John and I, since the new season of Dexter premiered, um, we uh, we have our Dexter after show for New, nice. Dexter, new Blood. Um, we haven't finished up the seasons leading up to the season because we've just been sidetracked with other stuff. But we're covering that. So um, so tune in on Mondays. Um, 9 a.m. East, uh, not, not not in the morning, no. Um, 9 p.m. What Eastern, is time? 9, 9 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Central. Um, and then you can find this, like, on, uh, so it'll be on the movie, uh, the Movie Lovers um, Unite page on YouTube. Yep. You can find us there. You can find me on Twitter at CartmanFat36. Um, I don't do many tweets. Um, I did tweet cowboy shit when Heyman following one. I was like, I had to, I had to tweet to them because that was just such a great moment. But um, other than that, I'm not really tweeting stuff. Um, but that's where you can find me at is at uh, Movie Lovers slash t- like Movie Lovers Unite on YouTube. Well, we had TV in there. I think we changed the name or whatever. Um, and then, and then sometime later down the line, we'll, we we have an after show for the our uh, podcast for. Uh, talking about Hawkeye. So we'll be doing that. We've been covering a lot of the, Mar- the Marvel Universe shows. So Hawkeye's the next one. So, of course, we have to cover that. That won't be until, like, I think week of Thanksgiving, because that's ironically yes. that's when that is. But that's where you can find me at. Um, I don't know like, anything top of my head what we got going on, just Dexter. That's about, that's all I know cool. so far. Right on, man. Well, yeah, thanks again for, for joining us here tonight. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, as always, there, at DaganSB. D-A-G-A-N-S-B. Uh, it's very late, so we're going to get going here. Uh, but you can catch me here tomorrow uh, at 5.30 Eastern, twitch.tv slash LGR Network, where myself and Corey Cameron will be talking all things Schmodown uh, and starting to build towards the spectacular. So a lot to look forward to there as well. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, y'all, uh, for staying up with us here uh, and enjoying all the wrestling and all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back. I'm not sure what the deal is for Wednesday yet, so um, we'll we'll have to uh, update you on that later on. Um, but uh, we will be back with the drop kicks uh, next Saturday for the on the 20th with special guest Mike Sempervivi from Wrestling Observer. So a lot of good stuff to talk about there with him as well. Uh, and as always, uh, make sure to support us on the Let's Get Ready Network if you haven't already. Um, we really really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us here um, over the last uh, uh, few months that we've been doing these uh, AEW post shows. So good stuff. And uh, we will talk to y'all again soon. Cowboy shit, everybody. Cowboy shit. We love it. We'll talk to y'all again soon. Have a good night.